Hello and welcome back to another episode at Aromatherapists in Business. Today we will be talking to Denise O'Connell and she lives in Kilkenny, Ireland. And she owns a small workshop studio and a retail store. And you can find more information at myskin.ie. Let's get started. All right. Okay. We are here with another beautiful, uh, wonderful lady. And she's this time coming from Ireland, um, Denise O'Connell. I again, try to pronounce the last name, but Denise owns not only a shop, but also an online business and everything pretty much is local. So it's myskin.ie for Ireland, I guess, .ie, myskin.ie. But uh, Denise, why don't you introduce yourself with a proper name pronunciation, maybe? <laughs> Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Katrin. And uh, Denise O'Connell is my name. You got it pretty good the first time. And I'm here in the southeast of Ireland in a beautiful medieval city called Kilkenny. And I have a gorgeous workshop in the shadow of our castle, which is a huge tourist attraction here in the city. Oh, wow. So all the pictures I'm seeing, that's pretty much everything around uh, around your city, where the medieval city where you live. They, so for everyone that hasn't been following Denise, you got to go to her Facebook account and uh, myskin.ie, but also Denise O'Connell. And that's where you see all the beautiful images of the surroundings of the city and also of your shop, because I see like the photographs are amazing you take of your products just a quick question what kind of camera do you use uh, I'm on my iPhone now a lot of I did spend uh, some money on getting professional photographs taken so they're probably the good ones that you've spotted I was able to um get a grant locally um, towards my website. And part of that was for uh, photography. So that would be a oh, big tip amazing. for anyone. If you can get professional photo photographs taken, it's well worth the investment. It is well worth the investment. And I studied photography and that is one thing that I keep on hammering on people is like, it's all about the image, especially if you have an online business, it's so important to have beautiful images. And again, I think people can just see them really on your website, myskin.ie. It's amazing, right? Myskin.ie, yes. So let's dive in. Tell me a little bit about where did you, where did it all start? How did you get from, I don't know when you even started with your business, we will discover in a moment, but how did you get from the beginning of your business to where you are now? How did it all develop? Oh. Well, when I was in secondary school, so about age 17, I wanted to be a professional soccer player. That was it. <laughs> I didn't care about school. No way. I just wanted to play football. But the gods intervened. And in the last semester of school, I broke my ankle. So my I had to study. Um, I was curtailed. And um, my sports career was out the window before I even started. So... I had surgery, which didn't go well. And the, the, the surgeon said, forget about that career, go do a secretarial course or something. So oh, I was wow. horrified. And, uh, you know, you know yourself as a teenager, all your dreams are smashed. 
So uh, I had really bad pain in my ankle after the surgery. And we had a neighbor who was training to be a reflexologist. So she offered to work on my foot and I didn't believe what she was doing. I thought it was a load of mumbo jumbo, but my mother persuaded me to go. And within 20 minutes, I started to feel a bit different and the swelling started to go down. I still have some pain in it, but it had helped to really help, you know, to, to get it down. So that kind of started me off. I was curious, but I really didn't know what to do. Uh, I contemplated nursing as a career and I lasted a week in a nursing home. Um, I was left with this man. He was in his late 90s. He was dying, actively dying. He was on his own and he just wanted me to sit and hold his hand. And the nurse told me I didn't have time for that. And it was like a light bulb moment. I said, like, what's the point? I, like I was I was young, but at the same time, I always cared. And I just said, there's no point if you can't really care for people. So I went off and I trained as a social care worker So oh, that wow. involved working in residential care yeah. with mainly teenagers who were out of home in trouble with the law. And I did that for about two and a half years. But again, there was no social services available at the weekend. It was just nine to five and nobody's life is nine to five. You know, no. we're all. Oh, you're you so right there. So right. Yes. Yeah. So I, 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 so then I was about, I was 20, 22, 23 at that stage. And I decided to take a break. I went and ran a youth hostel for a, for a season just oh, to just to change the scenery and I opened the newspaper one day and there was an ad for a course in Dublin uh, a two-year sports therapy program so I just thought oh wow that's that's me I could I could do that because it kind of brought me back to my sport even though I couldn't play but I could do something on the sideline and I understood how devastating an injury can be so uh, I I went for the interview, I got the course and I moved back in with my parents at, yeah, 20, 23, 24. Oh, they must and, have been happy. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about that, but, <laughs> got there. but um, yeah, so it was two years. It was full time, nine to five, Monday to Friday, but I loved it. Uh, we did. It was all iTech training, which is very recognized in Europe. And we did sports therapy, uh, we did aromatherapy, uh, stress management, uh, wow. gym instruction. And uh, yeah, I loved it, loved it. So uh, I had a friend working in recruitment and he sent me uh, five or six interviews, but I got one in Kilkenny and it was a brand new hotel that was opening and they had a leisure centre attached to it. So I made a deal with the manager at the interview that if he gave me the job, I would work in the gym for a year, but I wanted to set up my clinic doing my massage therapy and aromatherapy within 12 months. So he agreed. So oh I my God. So wait a second. So you basically not even having the job you suggested on <laughs> on the interviews, like if you give yes. me the job, I would like to do that. Yeah. 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 That's and incredibly. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. I mean, that's not only bold, but it's also extremely creative. So what brought you to the point that you thought is like, I want to set up my clinic? Because I knew 
uh, he had a thousand members ready to go in that center. So I had ready-made clients who were working out in the gym. They were stressed from their jobs. I was flexible with my hours. So very quickly, I had eight, eight I was seeing eight to 10 clients, um, in, say in the first week. And then it went to, you know, maybe 20 in 20 in one month and then all of a sudden it was like I need to cut down my days in the gym and go more full-time with this so I was ready I was ready to go at the end of that year and I had my little room we were able to agree and uh, it just worked it worked so my how old were you there uh well it's about 25 at that stage 25 and my plan then was uh, where where I live in Kilkenny, uh, hurling is our nat- our national sport, yeah. and Kilkenny is known for um, it's our, our team is really really good. So my plan then was to become their sports therapist. So I got to know a lot of the girlfriends and the wives of the team, and it was going great. I was getting there. And then everything changed. Uh, in 2003, I had a friend that I used to work with in the gym and he got sick really quickly. And to cut a very long story short, it turned out to be leukemia that he had. So oh. he was sent to a hospital in Dublin and it wasn't looking good from the very start. But his oncologist was Malaysian and I used to go up to visit him every week and he was terrified. He was only about 20, his whole life ahead of him and um, he was afraid to fall asleep because his heart was racing so much. Uh, They had to intubate him a lot and put him out and he didn't like that. So every time I worked on his feet, he fell asleep. So his doctor said to me, you can come in here anytime. Whatever you're doing, he trusts you. You're able to help him to relax. So yeah, every week I went up and I worked on his feet. Now, it was a very scary time. It, I felt really helpless. This is 2003. As therapists, we were told that uh, massage therapy could possibly cause cancer to, to follow further into the body. Oh, wow. uh, there was no scientific um, you know, studies done. So I was literally working from my gut and hoping that I wouldn't do anything dangerous. But it was powerful just to see how that process evolved every week. And while, you know, the outcome wasn't good, like after 13 weeks, he did pass away. It, it had a powerful effect on me and the actual direction my work was going to take, which I never anticipated because as far mm-hmm. as I was concerned, I was going on the sports road. Right, but right. after that experience, it just opened me up to a completely different level of work and um, area of, I suppose, lifelong learning. So I took every course that was going. Uh, There was nothing in Ireland. So, and this was kind of the early stages of the internet. There wasn't much out there. Right, it was in person mostly then too, right? Yes, exactly. So um, we were very lucky that um, Gail MacDonald came to Dublin um, in probably 2011, 2012. So I took her course. And um, uh, where else did I go? I went, I met Rhiannon in, in Limerick. Oh, beautiful. And I met, um, I met loads of anyone that came, I, I took their course. Yes. So um, 
there was a local GP. Um, do you understand the term GP? What is? Yeah, I just want to say general <laughs> practitioner. So general it's practitioner. A, yes, it, it, you know, it, it's your normal medical doctor, but, right? Um, he so he was a local guy who also visited my friend in hospital, and he just said to me, you know, if you ever want to do something with this uh, reflexology and massage, I'd be willing to back you. I think wow. there's something really important in it so once I'd taken a couple of courses I got brave and I wrote um 50 letters uh off to every medical doctor in the area and I got two responses one from the director of cancer services in the local area and one from a cancer charity and they both invited me in for interviews that is incredible so, so Denise what was the letter about what did you suggest? I just, it was a bit cheeky. I just explained I'd taken all this training and how I felt it would be of benefit uh, to patients living locally that were going through cancer. And um, so if they were willing to either, you know, um, refer me to these patients or if we could open up some kind of level of communication. And that's what happened. And um, those two people invited me in. The doctor in the hospital wanted to make sure I wasn't offering to cure cancer that was his big concern right of course um, so absolutely we weren't going that this was just purely relaxation um and to offer comfort orientated uh treatments and then the lady in the cancer uh charity she took me on straight away so i um yeah so it literally i two weeks later i started with her and she referred patients to me in the clinic and um within with probably two to three months 80 percent of my clients were people living with cancer oh, so wow. it was so, complete turnaround that is like from being a <laughs> professional soccer player yeah. to cancer patient care and just just it's just a question which comes up so when you got hired now who Oh, is, is the health insurance covering that in Ireland, actually? is yeah. What happened was, well, I had to get extra insurance myself because yes. I was going to hospitals and also going into people's houses. Okay. Um, and then the charity covered my wages. Oh. So the patients didn't have to pay for it at all. Wow. Which, okay. Yeah. So, sorry, what, what was the question? That was me. the question is like, how did you get paid? Basically, is that covered by by the insurance? But you just mentioned so by charity and that is part. Is that part of the cancer patient care or that's no, just so interesting um, locally within areas, people fundraise for all these charities for, for all these cancer related okay. charities. And then part of part of the funding is used for um, complementary therapies. So oh, incredible. Yeah. So then in 2011, I realized that um, we needed to have our own charity in our local area. Now, at this time, this was an economic downturn. Mm. And I worked out that we needed to raise €165,000 to open the doors. We were given a premises rent free for five years. It was a group of people who got involved yes. and we were really enthusiastic yes. and uh, I, you know, organized meetings locally to try and get people involved. And I came away from the first meeting very heavy hearted. You know, nobody had money. It was it was mm -hmm. a really bad time in, in the world economy as well as locally. 
But I went into work the next morning and there was a letter on the on the floor from a local solicitor. And I just thought, oh, what am I after doing? I thought I was in trouble. <laughs> and it was a check for two thousand euro from the estate of a client of mine who had passed away, trusting I would know what to do with that money for cancer oh. patients. Oh, oh, my goodness. I got. Oh, <laughs> oh, I have chills. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it incredible. So, um, yeah, I, so that afternoon we opened our bank account and then it was like the floodgates opened. People just came on board and uh, we raised that money within three months, I think. $165,000. Euros. Yeah. Euros. Yeah. Which, which, by the way, for all our American listeners, that is more or less right now $165,000, but depending on the exchange rate. But that's an incredible amount of money to raise in three months. Yeah, absolutely. And you see, I, and I, I, I suppose for everybody, cancer isn't too far from anybody's door. So everybody has a story. You know, yeah. they will know somebody personally um, who, who has been through a cancer journey. So everybody got it. Um, so, um, yeah, so I stayed working, you know, in, in behind the scenes, trying to get that going. And, um, we got therapists on board, we got a manager for the center and then it was time to step back because I still wanted to do my own cancer, uh, um, you know, clients and that, Mm. um, so I kept going with that till about 2015 and, loved the cancer uh, mm-hmm. end of it but then I started to realize the effect that cancer treatment was having on people's skin mm-hmm. and clients started asking you know could you make me up something for like my scar or itch or oh right because of the medicine and yeah uh, everything around the cancer care in that moment what they have yeah. to intake oh I see okay okay at that stage um so in 2015 I went to Holland um and I took Madeline Kirkhoff's course which oh, was beautiful. another incredible week um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's the one course if anybody is interested in working in the cancer field you definitely have to get on Madeline's course she's phenomenal um, wow. okay I will link she, to her as well in the show notes that yeah she's just yeah. she's just she's a fantastic person she's so straight talking she is a powerhouse of knowledge and yes. she cares so much about um trying to integrate the medical model with the complementary so because she she's coming from a nursing point of view so uh, she's been a fantastic mentor to me you know I can pick up the phone if I needed her at any stage or drop her in an email and she's always there so uh, that was that was a real turning point again for me uh, with the work. Um, so I stayed going, working with my clients and making up products for another couple of years. And then I started to test the market with the products mm. um, I kind of felt it could go further. And I went out, did local farmers markets here in Kilkenny and I got a great response. And then I was making more and more and I was at home and one evening it just came to a head. My husband went to make a sandwich and he took a jar of the cream. He thought it was mayonnaise and it was a cream. <laughs> so that was like, I, I kind of knew then I need to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> so he put cream onto his sandwich? He, almost. Yeah. I saved him from himself, but yeah. 
So I don't I knew- think I would have stopped my husband just for the picture of that moment. It's beautiful. So um, I had a client at the time who was a very successful businessman and um, he was going through radiotherapy when I met him. And he had 22 cycles uh, completed, but he needed to do 44. But his skin was starting to break. So once the skin breaks, the radiotherapy has to stop. So I made him up a gel, which worked, and he was able to continue his treatment. But he was really business minded. And he said, you know, there's something in this. You need to look at it further. So he really encouraged me um, and I applied for this business program that came up in 2021. Um, it, it's, it's like this national program where you're funded for six months. You have to come out of your existing job, but you're, you're, you're funded. You have a full salary. Oh, you wow. get fantastic business mentorship and they're looking at your potential to grow. Um, and if you could like provide a service or a product that ca- that is suitable for export. So I did that program for six months and it was at the start of COVID. So it actually came at a good time for me. Um, I was also going through menopause and getting really bad uh, joint pain. So I was at a turning point with my hands-on career as well uh, because it was getting, it was getting very, very difficult to try and, um, and keep going. So I took the program very intensive and it was like dragon's den every couple of weeks we would meet with mentors and uh challenge would be a a tame word for what we have to put ourselves through so you went you went to meet with the mentors every two weeks in person and then you had to do your work in between yes for six months for six months you to do a full business plan projections for five years and where you saw your business coming um oh yeah it was when I look back now I don't know how I did it uh, yeah. because um COVID had just kicked off the kids were been homeschooled and um, because all the schools were closed and uh, looking for food and trying to do this program online as well it was crazy but um what I got for, it was very interesting I'm glad I did it but I think it it probably put everything in perspective for me that I love meeting people. I love the fact that they can come into my workshop here. But if I had taken that business decision, I would have had to stop making my products. I would have had to outsource production. Um, and it would have, I, I think it would have taken the heart out of what I do. And yeah, so basically the product or the business program was looking for you to produce something that you can export, meaning you need to go big scale. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think like the potential was definitely there for it, but I don't think it sat well with me. Um, I yeah. loved to one interaction with the client and seeing how, how they could um, progress. So it was a big decision, but I'm very, I'm very heartfelt in everything I do. Yes. So it was the right move for me to move away from that. But then I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I, at this stage, I had 23 years experience of hands-on therapy work, mm. but the joint pain was getting quite severe. So I knew I couldn't sustain it. So during the first lockdown, I was out for a walk and literally across from where we're talking now, I was with the dog 
and this is going to sound a bit crazy, but it was like a voice in my head and just said, stop, just stop and look. And the unit that I'm actually in now was locked up. It hadn't been in use in about three years. And I just looked and thought, hmm, I wonder, is there anything in this? So I called a friend of mine who he's he works as a potter here as well. And I said, you know, is there any chance of these units uh, becoming available? And he goes, no, I don't think so. Um, but I persisted and I rang the manager and I kept going. And two weeks later, he rang me back and he said, um, actually, the lady that has the unit you're looking for is about to retire. And you're you're the first in if you if you want it. Oh so. <laughs> again I just decided I just went for it and um COVID had been a good uh break in terms of yeah. uh client-based work a lot of people weren't ready to come back to in-person treatments anyway so um it was a good time to say goodbye and a lot of people thought I'd be devastated after the 23 years but I think I was ready to let it go yes, at that stage. Yes. I had done my time, if that makes sense. And so now I have my gorgeous little workshop. Are you in I, it right now? Right now, yeah. yeah. Oh, can you in a moment maybe just show your phone or even now? Yeah, show your yeah. phone once okay, around. So let's see. I'll turn the I'll turn the phone. I'm not very good at this. Let me see. Okay, here we go. It's oh, a bit dirty oh, now because I've, I've, just, I've everything moved out of the way. Uh, so this is my little I have a workshop and then a little retail space so Aww. I just have the curtains closed um, okay. it's very small but we're all um, doing our oh. little thing uh, so there's just people coming around here now but you can't actually see these buildings the castle is out beyond this building you're looking at now is a little grain store that would have yes. been used um the actual building I'm in would have been stables for the horses. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. how, how old is it? From what time? It's, oh, it's here since the 1700s, I think. <laughs> it's very old. <laughs> beautiful. Wow. So in this space, you basically have your workshop, you have your yes. little retail area. And yes, then, exactly. Do, yeah. do you actually yeah. hold workshops as well there? I will be holding workshops. Now, the space here is tiny. It's only like 20 feet by 12 feet. But so, so enough for what, what we do, actually, yeah. because our bottles aren't huge and our supplies aren't. I mean, if you would have gone into the overseas market and export, you probably would have needed much more space. <laughs> Absolutely. But, you yeah. know, here, lovely. And we would get a lot of tourists from all over the world and they love to see you making. Absolutely. And once they come into the yard, they can smell the workshop. So they always they follow their noses. So it's oh, great. Oh my goodness. So, yeah. so you you have been pivoting multiple times throughout mm -hmm. business and uh, throughout your life now. Yes. And every time it seems like almost something happened and something new came to you mm -hmm. in Absolutely. unexpected ways. Yes. Yeah. But you and were I open. Went with, yes. yes. You were open to receive it and go for it. You Absolutely. didn't close up. And, and I think your entire personality speaks just, of course, let's try it. Let's go for it. <laughs> you And also what you just said ranks very true to me is you want people around you. You want to feel them still. You want to see them. You want to have them in your shop. And yes. being by yourself, producing at home and not being in contact with people would have not just been the right choice for you. 
absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think for, say, younger therapists or, you know, anyone starting out, it's really important to find out what makes you tick. Yes. You know, is that like for me, it, it was the contact with yeah. other people. So yeah. is that where you're drawn or is it um, to, you know, for some people, um, it could be the essential oil research. Right. There's all different avenues, it's, but it's yeah. to find what makes you tick. Exactly. What makes you tick, what makes you happy and what actually is possible within your area of expertise to bring yes. out and create a business with. So you don't always feel like, oh, I don't know enough. You always want to be in the position that you feel safe and with your expert level, knowing enough so you can sell. So just tell me the store or the workshop right now is open Monday through Saturday or Tuesday. What are your yes. opening hours? Tuesday, Saturday. Yeah. And then I will be expanding into doing some workshops, but they're probably going to be more in the winter time because the, the, the tourist market starts in Ireland after St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yes. Yeah, March. So uh, we will be very busy from March through to about the end of October. Right. And okay. So the market then for, for Christmas. So um, it's pretty busy, uh, say, nine months of the year nine months of the year so actually you deserve some downtime as you have right now <laughs> well, to also think about new products and new creation absolutely. and planning this is the time to plan and this yeah. is where this is where your fantastic product comes in for me because i for the next couple of weeks i need to look at my pricing and because as we all know the cost of raw materials has gone through the roof yep so to readjust my pricing and I need to look at trying to buy in bulk a little bit more uh, and be a little bit more strategic with that so that is where brand where, where your blend precisely, precisely comes into comes in. so Fantastic. I'm so happy so you basically do all your costing with blend precisely and also yes. seeing if it will work with any new products you're about to create absolutely before yeah. I ever yeah oh okay so okay yeah so it's a fantastic money saver from that point of view before I ever make a product I'll actually price it up just to see if it's if it's you know sustainable yet because I some love people that you're my dream customer because that is what I'm trying to hope before you go out and purchase all of the raw materials you want to just double check quickly because you have the prices on hand already you know how many batches you can make mm -hmm. and so you can see if it's a sustainable uh, option to bring this yeah. new product onto the market and if not you might want to just switch out any kind of raw materials exactly yeah so it's yeah. so thank you so much for that it's been oh, like Oh, there will be so much more coming and I'm so excited about it too, including an inventory system and everything else. So we are really working hard on, on making it better every single step, including therapeutic properties coming in and so on. So I'm really excited to, to see that the program is getting more options as well. But um, so I think, um, let me look at my notes because this was just so beautiful, everything. So I know that we talked about like objections in your family. Have you ever had from people or family say, oh my God, you shouldn't do that? Or were there any like, well, hard knocks in so far the very first time when you wanted to become a soccer player and that didn't work out was probably one of the most difficult times for you, it sounded like. Yeah. 
But then we had a major one in our family in 2016. Uh, my younger brother, who has done exceptionally well in his work, um, he's into he's very creative and he has his own um, animation studio. Oh, but wow. he had just sold his company and... 10 days later, he was lying on in in a hospital in Dublin on life support and he contracted uh, pneumonia and swine flu. He traveled so much with his work and nobody knows where he actually got it. But we were told three times in the space of 19 days he wasn't going to pull through. And so anything like that, it's such a traumatic event. It just puts life in perspective and you really like you'd this money sitting in the bank and you know huge chance he'd never get to spend but he pulled through there's something in our dna we are very stubborn it's probably the irish celtic gene i don't know so he is oh beautiful oh my goodness that was 2016 that was 2016 Mm. it was the roughest month we ever put in as a family but we all got together and everybody was praying for him and you know meditating and everything so um yeah and he's made a very good recovery but yeah uh, the huge lesson out of that was you know life you it's so precious nobody knows what's around the corner and um you you really have to live for the day because we just don't know what's out there so it's probably been a huge um, life lesson for me as well in that trying to get the balance. We have two gorgeous kids at home. How um, old are they? Uh, Saoirse is 16 with two girls and Nessa is 13. Oh, so, just um, like and my husband is self-employed as well. So we're just trying to keep it all, uh, trying to get a bit of balance into it. But you but, seem to be a very innovative and creative family and especially what I hear is like that everything is local that makes it so I I always said uh, I almost think creating something locally is more heartwarming and easier to pull off in terms of business than going this big wild wide world example because we forget how many people are around us that actually need our help absolutely and um I suppose from the tourist point of view they are you know, if they're coming on a holiday, they want something small. So yes. a lot of us are making products in little jars and little tins. They're perfect little gifts and they're thoughtful little gifts. So that's so what another best sellers. Uh, my lavender hand cream and my floral facial soap oh, are probably and lip balm. Lip balm and the lip balms. Because it's important to have different price points. You know, little kids want to come in and, you know, five euro for a lip balm is OK, um, whereas 60 or 70 euro isn't in their, you know, thing. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have different price points for people. Um, so, and I suppose if, say, a family or um, work colleagues wanted to buy a gift for a cancer patient, they'll come together. So they might be, you know, looking to buy something a little bit more substantial price point wise. So it's, it's important to try and cover all the bases on that, I think. And is that still part of your um, of your marketing as well, that you do actually do the special creams and products for cancer patients? Yeah. yeah. So I have I have one range, which is cancer comfort products, okay. but they're also suitable for anybody that has sensitive skin. Um, 
like most of them wouldn't have essential oils in them. It'd be more on the carrier oils um, and the Which moisturizer. Which so powerful. Absolutely. And I think we forget that as aromatherapists. Yeah, we we're do. so focused on the essential oils. Um, and I must say, um, Susan Parker's book, um, The Power of the Seed, is a phenomenal book for anyone. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful book and her courses are fantastic as well. I'm going to put that also one more time. Uh, I, I need to mention that as well, because I would yeah. agree with that. Uh, I studied um, natural skincare um, formulation and I just finished last year as well. But it was so important to see the, the nutritions, any kind of butter or carrier or lipid oils can bring by themselves without the essential Absolutely. oils. And um, something I've noticed is the amount of people coming through who seem to have allergies yes. and sensitivities and they really want really natural um, in, you know, ingredients. Yes, very much. Scent free is huge. I think that's going to be massive in years to come. Yeah, but I agree. So you seem to also pick up on what is needed for your clients. Do you just do this through talking a lot or do the people just come to you and say, I have this and this? Can you make something? How do you find out what is the right product to put out? Uh, next? Probably from markets um, before I got the workshop. And it, yeah, it's, I suppose it's sort of um, it's talking, talking and listening. It's really important. Um, like a lot of people who come through have tried lots of different medical routes and they haven't worked. Um, and they genuinely want to try natural products. So, um, yeah, it's nice to be able to be able to help them out at the end of the day. Yes, yes, absolutely. So would you say right now you can make a living of everything you do from your workshop? Is that something or are you still working on it? Because it's pretty much a new route you went now. It's, again. Yeah. I, um, I'm I'll be I'm two years in in September so yes. I'm I'll be 50% of the way I hope by then um, but I've given myself three years to try that's, and make it a proper a yeah number. yeah it's very hard um, to hit the ground running you know and to have a proper wage in the first year and it, you, people are very hard on themselves expecting that I think uh, but we're all coming at different um, stages of life as well. So um, I'm more about balance, work-life balance at this stage. I put in many long hours um, in the early years and the body isn't able for that anymore either. Yeah. So it's important. Yeah. Everyone, really, we have to listen. yeah, it's really beautiful that you say that because I think that most people, we can we can run hard for a while but then we start losing ourselves or we get more illnesses and I had a huge back surgery a few years back which put everything what you just mentioned into perspective what is important mm -hmm. and I think the more we can stay healthy and enjoy what we are doing the more we can help others as well but um, so important but I also think yeah three to five years is normally a good number to think about having enough income come in so you can actually make a living because it's hard to make anything work overnight or within a year it's it's actually I don't think it's really possible unless you have a lot of money sitting on the side and investors and pouring in and I don't know what else but you would say like right now your your client acquisition comes through markets word of mouth and yeah visitors? and of course, um 
I would have found, say, Christmas time, uh, Christmas 2022, the amount of visitors to the shop who had gotten my products as presents the year before. And oh. they were coming in then. So uh, returning that was customers, returning customers. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it's, I'm, I must say over the years, it has been word of mouth for me. Yeah. Um, I think people know if you're genuine and you do care and it always comes across and it's all about building that relationship and you can't rush it. No, um, it does take time. It does, it does take, take time. time. And, and that's, I think that's really good to hear for others as well, because I think um, when you start out, you have to find yourself in the business as well. It's, it's like, mm. where, where do you want to be in the business? And then you, feel over time the more customers you have the more talks you have to customers the direction you want to head but I think the most important and I don't know if you would agree but the most important part is get started and get out there absolutely yeah and you have to literally put one foot in front of the other and go for it like the worst anyone can say to you is no but like everybody has to give it a go I must say I found hairdressers are fantastic for passing on um, your number. Uh, florists as well. That's something people often don't think about. Yeah. Uh, who else has been good? Hairdress yeah, hairdressers have been the big one for me. They've been fantastic. So you basically go and and talk to them and they know what you're doing or do you leave your business cards or flyers? Leave, leave a business card and a couple of samples. Yeah. Yes. And yes. That's it's worked yeah and I um when I send out an order I always send a little sample of something else with the order um and nine times out of ten it'll it'll either be used or passed on to somebody else and they will they will often order it then yeah that's so, perfect and mm. do you get orders online then as well would you say yes. like percentage wise do you have more yeah. store visitors in person or orders online uh, my online is about 10 percent I want to, I, I need to work on that for this year. I'm investing in my SEO this year. I yeah. know nothing about technology. So I'm, I'm outsourcing that. Um, so yeah, it's about 90% in store and 10% online at yeah. the moment. Yeah, well, that makes sense as well because you're such a local business. And mm -hmm. I would actually expect that, that, I, that was the case for me in Lisbon as well. It was really nice, you know, people were coming to the store, but then at the same time, I was um, growing my online orders to the point that I had mostly U.S. customers and Australian customers, and then the okay. pandemic hit, <laughs> and everything okay. got stuck in Porto at the airport for forever. I don't even know where those packages are all, and that's when I had to pivot as well. So I think we need to expect that what you start today will maybe not necessarily exact in, uh, exist in the same form tomorrow, meaning a year, two years from now. You, we really need to stay agile in our business to adjust to whatever is needed. I mean, who could have foreseen the pandemic, right? Yeah. And the other thing that I find good, um, I will always do um, some type of a review every three months. I, I, I take a half day and I close the door and I, I go back down through the figures and see what's going well, what's not going well and try and plan then for the next quarter as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you are planning... It's it, it, it's something I don't like to have to do, but um, yeah, it's factored in now. It has to be done. 
Very good. Yes. No, I think <laughs> knowing our numbers and looking at them periodically, if not monthly or at least quarterly is so important because otherwise mm -hmm. we don't know where we're heading. And we can see it's like, okay, we had this amount of sales around Christmas. What, what actually went really well and how can I increase it next year for the same time period and so on. Oh, I am like, I'm so amazed by your journey. I didn't expect any of this. I mean, I expected, I read obviously some, some things on your website, but hearing it in person and the, I mean, the beautiful story of really you changing permanently, but always giving to the others so much of yourself. You must have just the biggest heart on earth. <laughs> it's just <laughs> incredible. It's so Thank beautiful. You. So what does your husband do? <laughs> this is the funny part. He works in pest control. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we're we're very yin and yang. <laughs> is there anything you can recommend based with essential oils and everything else for pest control? We've tried a few of them. He's more he's more into as he's he tries to be as natural and humane as he can in yeah. his works. He loves plants. So he would be into herbs and that outside as much as he can. Um, but no, he 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 does his business and I do my business. Do so yours. Oh, that's and then you meet at night for a cup of tea or coffee, right? Or a glass of wine. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and talk about the chemical compositions of both yes. and how they work. <laughs> I love this. Oh my goodness. Well, we are coming up on 45 minutes right now, and I don't want to take so much of your time more, but this was is there anything like if you could say something to anybody right now starting out a business or maybe they have been struggling for one or two years already what what kind of tips would you give them how to start out or how to continue or what helped you the most through the difficult times when you weren't sure if that's going to go anywhere it's hmm, a great question um i think pause is really important just stop Mm. and look at what's working and look at what's not working um you can't you can't serve everybody um and as soon as you realize that um i think the road gets clearer so whether that be as a therapist um try and decide maybe there might be one or two areas that you feel really comfortable working in it might be with pain might be with people with intellectual disabilities or cancer you'll find some little niche and the the quicker you can find it the better it, it, it will be um the other thing i'd say is don't take every single class that's going immediately you need to stop again it's it's stopping and seeing where you're going to be drawn and I think it's really good to train with lots of different people. Uh, there's different approaches from different schools. Um, everybody's trying to sell to you. So you need to find out what's right for you at a given time. And from my own journey, I've ended up not where I expected at all. But I mean, I followed my gut. That's the way I work. But it's to find what works right for you, I think. Uh, and don't give up. Um, I mean, it's a gorgeous business to be in, um, but you have to be realistic, too, about where it's going to take you. And I suppose it depends on where you are in your life journey as to 
how that's going to work out. But um, do stick at it if you can. It's yeah. I mean, I've no regrets. Absolutely no yeah. regrets. Oh, I, I love that you said actually pass. I think that is so important. And, and also mentioning you you find yourself in this shiny object syndrome is like, oh, this course sounds nice. And this one and this one and this one. And you're stuck in this permanent learning cycle without actually getting to the business. And um, I think it's beautiful to learn and take more classes, but maybe what you said, pause and see what direction you want to go and then take the classes that bring you to the end and final goal. I think that is, that's really a beautiful, we don't pause anymore enough. I think very, yeah. very beautiful. Well, thank you. So where can people find you? Okay. Well, um, uh, on the website, it's myskin.ie. And if anyone's coming to Ireland, please come to Kilkenny. We're just across the road from the castle. So you'll smell me before you'll see me. That's what <laughs> I tell everybody. Um, yeah, so if any family coming to Ireland, we'd love to see them. Um, oh, yeah. all- oh so I that- have to come. My cousin comes all the time. She's an astrologist and yoga oh, wow. teacher. And she's all the time in Ireland because all of her classes are happening over there. So okay. I need to send her over to you. Do. Do. Please do. I'd love to yeah. see her. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, Denise. I will chat with you for sure. Um, we will see each other for sure as yeah. well just given with blend precisely but thank you so so much for your time and also for your warm heart it was so delightful to meet you and see your (laughs) workshop (laughs) okay well listen thank you for the time and for all that you do Um, absolutely incredible as well so keep up all the good work will do it it's it's beautiful i just love working (laughs) with the people (laughs) it's such a beautiful field talk to you soon Okay, have a great weekend. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wasn't that a delight? I loved talking to Denise. My smile didn't leave my lips at all because she's such she has just such a bright persona. I love the way she looks at life and her challenges and everything else. It's not easy to do a business and we surely all have our ups and downs. But I think the one thing you got out of this interview is that you can not let everyone talk you down. You need to be strong. You need to come back up to your feet. You need to look at your intuition and you also want to try things you feel like maybe they are out of your comfort zone. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you need any more information, come to our academy.blendprecisely.io. That is academy.blendprecisely.io. And you will be able to find more information about us helping you in business and growing your business and also about our software blendprecisely.io. So I will talk to you soon. Bye.